come on in. Thanks for stopping by. We'll make these moments fly. And we'll sing a song or two. Stories will help us through. This is where I like to go to meet someone I know. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for listening. This weekend's Detroit's annual gathering of world music comes to Midtown. Acts from Detroit's diverse landscape of artists as well as musicians from around the globe will perform during the Concert of Colors. One of those artists is iconic Canadian musician and kids' TV show host Fred Penner. Fred Penner's Place aired on CBC in Canada from 1985 to 1997 and aired stateside on Nickelodeon from 1989 to 1992. For kids on both sides of the border, he was a mainstay alongside acts such as Rafi and Mr. Dressup, and he helped introduce audiences to outdoor adventures, vocabulary lessons, and folk music. As a kid, WDET's Travis Wright was an avid viewer of Fred Penner's Place. When he recently f- spoke with Fred Penner, Travis asked him, him who, if anyone, was Penner's Penner when he was growing up? Well, they didn't really exist when I was growing up. The, the there weren't there weren't musicians who were who were specifically you know focused on family and, and children. Uh, the the characters who sort of in, inspired me or that I, I love to listen to were were true family entertainers. People like like Danny Kay and uh, and Ray Ray Bolger. And uh, I mean names that you probably you may not even recognize, Red Skelton. Oh yeah, for people sure. like that yeah. who had had music in their in their presentations, but uh, it, but it wasn't specific as uh, as things sort of evolved in in the seventies when myself and Rafi and Charles and Bram came on the scene. Um, it, it was it was a different concept. The whole post war generation, the Boomers, really demanded that their children have have something specifically geared for for them so uh, yeah so things uh things were very different when i was growing up certainly one of the things i have always thought was interesting as someone who is you know born and raised for much of my life in ontario in northern ontario but then made my yeah. way to detroit was that when i came to detroit my new friends were just as familiar with fred penner's place as i was <laughs> uh, and you know this is even the pre nickelodeon deal just because mm-hmm. of the proximity to canada the border, yeah and you know i was kind of thinking that you know like leonard cohen poutine and fred penner are all you know <laughs> <laughs> hugely beloved in Metro Detroit, and oh, uh, you know that's a that's because of its proximity, of course, to Windsor and throughout Michigan, for that matter, too. Not just in Detroit, mm-hmm. um, but as I was thinking about that, I kind of realized that perhaps when you're making a show for kids, I don't know if nationhood really even played a part. Oh, no, not at all. You know, I, I mean, what what I've what I've always tried to relate to through all my performance and you know, music, television, etc., has been connecting with the with the human spirit and talking about things that have universal concepts and value for all so the the, the importance of of, uh, of of communication of of sharing of of love of, of being proud of yourself of of uh, of trying to to accomplish things you can do it if you try uh, it, it's all about an empowering the human element as you go through life and that message has never changed as uh, time has moved on here and my mm-hmm. philosophy of never underestimate 
your ability to make a difference in the life of a child is still as strong as it's ever been. Well, I think that's beautiful, and I'm so glad that you brought up the idea of connection. Uh, when mm-hmm. I think about Fred Penner's place and look back in preparation for this interview at a few episodes, it hit me how personal you are with the camera and then, of course, is us on the other side, the viewer. And the show was very relaxed and personal. It was very chill, really. And mm. that just flew in juxtaposition to not only a lot of the shows that, as a kid, I watched then, but what's on TV now, I don't think really respects the attention span that kids can have have at very young ages in that you don't have to be over the top in a hyper comical way but you can kind of present entertainment for children in a way that's quite relaxed and for the first time I kind of realized uh, a little bit more respectful than I think uh, what we give kids credit for these days. I would agree totally that's uh, that's one of the frustrations that that I deal with on a regular regular basis is the the attitude of many uh, performers for for children is is that it has to be high powered and high energy and and you've, you, you, their attention spans are so short that that if you don't give them a hit and have been a blast of color and and something that surprises them and then draws them out of themselves they, then you're then you're going to lose the audience it it absolutely from my perspective is not respecting the ability of, of a child to be able to connect to something that is sensitive and, and gentle and and uh, and positive, and that's uh, the, and and I think a lot of the television producers in particular are thinking that they you know, they they do they do studies and saying that you know that that you've got to make a change, as I said, every 15 seconds, or else you are going to lose the child, and it's uh, and it's just not not true it, it, you do have to focus you have to engage with the child uh, I was just talking about this recently with a friend that when I was doing Fred Penner's place when I was on the series the connection with that camera because the camera is on me all the time mm-hmm. the, uh, the the connection with that camera is as if I'm talking to one child mm. it's not it's not imagining that this is going to hundreds of thousands of homes it's always the one child so when you look at the camera from that perspective it just gives a whole a whole different energy to it you know you're not pushing too hard you're 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 able to engage with that viewer and draw them into your your story here's what i where i'm going today yeah. love it if you came along i'm going to be doing this and that and that and yeah. we're going to sing some songs along the way what do you think come on let's go yeah perfect. you know so it, it's a, a very personal approach which uh which i think made 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 a huge difference in in many lives i mean the 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 responses that i'm getting now from well from your generation are through the roof you know people who who really deeply remember what that series was and what it meant to them and i certainly honor that and i'm and i'm now connecting with their children and you know so the so the the whole journey is 
is absolutely continuing with uh, with as much strength as it's ever had. Absolutely. It continues to resonate. And, uh, you know, you're coming to Detroit for the concert of colors. It's July mm-hmm. 14th through the 17th. King Sonny A Day is on the bill. Chibo Mato, uh, a Detroit oh, Don Was review. He's going to be playing some of the greatest Detroit songs of all time. Uh, and Fabulous. Uh, yeah, it's going to be wonderful. And, of course, you're on the bill as well. Saturday the 16th, 2 o'clock, the Comerica yep. Diversity Stage. You've been such an ambassador for folk music, and it's beyond the entertainment and the education that you provided on your show. You know, here I am, I'm a 34-year-old guy, and true, I was raised by a couple Northern Ontario folkies, but I think if I hadn't been, then I still would have had a proclivity towards the singer-songwriter format. I still would have been open throughout my entire life to the mm-hmm. power that a person in their guitar has because of your show. And, you, you know, you've been a lifelong ambassador for folk. Oh, uh, thank you, Trevor. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of like a job unto itself or definitely a mission that you signed up for. That's the way it evolved. I, uh, I came in, into, the, into the world of entertainment from through the 60s and the folk scene and, uh, you know, being part of, of that, of that beautiful generation, and uh, and, and music was always uh, an important part of my life. And I I think I learned about the value. You know, early early on, I had a Down syndrome sister who was totally into the into the power of music. And as a teenager, watching her gave me inspiration to uh, you know to to communicate through music. And then I worked in different treatment centers with special needs kids and. And, uh, and and music again was always my point of contact with with people, and it and that and that sort of grew until I, I started playing professionally in the seventies, and that ultimately led to doing my first record. The cat came back in nineteen seventy nine, mm-hmm. and then and then people just kept feeding my energy and saying, you know, I, I like what you're doing. How about how about trying that? I like I like this. Why don't you go here and talk to these people? And then CBC phoned, completely out of the blue in nineteen eighty five, and offered me a TV series, and I I I had no I, no intention of doing that. You know, wasn't wasn't part of my five-year plan, ten-year plan, <laughs> but here they were putting this on my doorstep, and that, that forced me into a lot of soul-searching of what I wanted to communicate to, to an audience through, through the magic of television. And it, was, and it was all about a journey. So the opening of the series was traveling across, across a field and over a fence until you finally came to that elusive hollow log and that was the and that was the entry point into this this magical world. It fed me, and I in turn fed the audience. So it was very uh, very symbiotic relationship. All right, that's WDT's Travis Wright talking with Fred Penner, the Mister Rogers of Canada. That's going to do it for us this week. I'll be back Monday. Hope you will too. This is one zero one nine WDT Detroit, Wayne State's public radio station. <laughs>